Thank you for joining Resurrection Lutheran Church this Sunday morning, giving praise with us for God's blessings of music, prayer, and scripture. I, Pastor Karen Perkins, will be sharing a message of grace, forgiveness, and hope. All of the worship leaders welcome you. Blessed be the Holy Trinity, one God, who redeems us in Christ Jesus, whose steadfast love endures forever. Amen. Let us remember all the saints before God. We praise you, O Holy Trinity. You have taught your church that it is an ageless communion of saints. We thank you for gathering those who faithfully waited in hope for the redemption you promised, and now for adding us who celebrate the love of Christ for the redemption of the world. Prepare a place for us among those who are already with you. Help us remember them as an encouragement to saintly living, exciting us to love in anticipation of an eternal reunion. With them, we praise and bless you, O Holy Trinity. Amen. Beloved of God, called to be saints, grace, mercy, and peace be with you all. And also, and also with, with you. you. May the Lord be with you. And also with you. Let us pray. Almighty God, you have knit your people together in one communion in the mystical body of your Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Grant us grace to follow your blessed saints in lives of faith and commitment and to know the inexpressible joys you have prepared for those who love you through Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Now it's time for our children's message. Did you want to help? Now it's time for our children's message. In today's gospel, we will hear God is alive. And in Jesus' words, is the God of the living. 
In nature, a rock surprises us when it suddenly jumps or ribbits, revealing itself to be a frog. Or a stick starts moving and reveals that it is, a, in fact, a stick bug. What makes something alive? Is it because it moves or it has a voice or that it can feel? Like living things around us, God moves, speaks, and even feels. While we cannot watch and hear God in the same way we could watch or hear or see that frog or stick bug, or a stick, or a stick we can see that God is moving in ourselves. We notice when we are patient, when we do something nice for someone else, or when we help with the household chores. That is where we... Oh, like daddy's chores that he's doing, yep. That is when we see that God is moving and alive. Can you pray with me? Okay. Dear God, thank you for showing us that you are alive in us. Thank you for moving us to help others and for sharing your words to the world. Amen. Let us together welcome the gospel. In the echoes of the prophet Isaiah and Mary's song of praise, Jesus reveals surprising things about who enjoys blessing and who endures woe. He invites his disciples to show radical love, blessing, forgiveness, generosity, and trust, even on enemies and outsiders. The Holy Gospel, according to Luke, the sixth chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. Then Jesus looked up at his disciples and said, Blessed are you who are poor, for yours is the kingdom of God. Blessed are you who are hungry now, for you will be filled. Blessed are you who weep now, for you will laugh. Blessed are you when people hate you, and when they exclude you, revile you, and defame you on account of the Son of Man. Rejoice in that day and leap for joy, for surely your reward is great in heaven, for that is what their ancestors did to the prophets. But woe to you who are rich, for you have received your consolation. Woe to you who are full now, for you will be hungry. Woe to you who are laughing now, for you will mourn and weep. Woe to you when all speak well of you, for that is what their ancestors did to the false prophets. But I say to you that, listen, love your enemies, do good to those who hate you, bless those who curse you, pray for those who abuse you. If anyone strikes you on the cheek, offer the other also. And from anyone who takes away your coat, do not withhold even your shirt. 
Give to everyone who begs from you. And if anyone takes away your goods, do not ask them, ask for them again. Do to others as you would have them do to you. The gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. You may be seated. How many people <coughs> have a first reaction to this text of, yeah, but? Oh, am I the only one who has? Yeah, but. Yeah, but. That all sounds good, Jesus, but. But. But this is the testimony that we receive. This is, this is from the Sermon on the Mount or the Plain, depends on which book you're in. But Jesus really saying, live this way. Live this way. Live this way. No, I really do mean it. Live this way. Live like you really are connected to every other bit of creation. Because you are. It's all God's. Live like it matters how you treat people. Live like it matters what you consume. Live like it matters what jokes you laugh at. Live like those things that hurt other people, even those that are not known to you, or those that you name as enemy, are hurtful to God. They are hurtful to God. We know that God suffers with us when we suffer, or at least I hope we know that. But God suffers with others when they suffer too, including those that we can't stand. And part of the reason it's difficult to, to approach this text is because most of us would rather be full and rich and comforted and have speak, people speak well of us, right? And in aspiring to that, it's so easy for us to turn that into a God. And I may have quoted this statistic to you before. I hope some people, when I quote statistics, I hope some people go and look it up, because um, just to confirm, I'm not making this stuff up, uh, mostly. Um, that there, if, if you look at people and how they rate themselves as happy or fulfilled or satisfied, those who don't have enough to eat and enough shelter and can't get medicine for their kids and that sort of thing, are unhappy. Not all the time unhappy, but they don't rate themselves as genuinely happy. As long as those basic needs are met, most people rate themselves as about the same degree of happy. So whether you're paying your rent, got a place to live, got medical care, or whether you are super wealthy trying to figure out how to shelter your assets from taxes and buying companies, you probably rate yourself as about the same level of happy. Now, it's not that everybody is the same happy, it's just that when it's evened out, more doesn't make us happier. Now, for those of us who like to moralize, um, 
It'd be nice if we could say it made you unhappier, but it doesn't do that either. We all kind of about the same in general. But there are, there are details that we can get into that make a big difference. Has anybody here ever heard of millennial malaise? Yeah? Do you want to say what it is or you want me to? Malays with ennui, because then those of me who don't use either one of them, no, I'm kidding, because um, I really, <laughs> but, but millennial Malays, and this is not intended to criticize any millennials, but there, there seems to be a general dissatisfaction, unhappiness, not really inspired, that has happened to a lot of Northern Hemisphere millennials. And the sociologists and psychologists who like to come up with theories about this suggest that part of that has to do with the fact that if your life is satisfactory and you've always had everything you needed and wanted, more or less, there's nothing to strive for. And we don't do well when we're not striving. Working towards, hoping, aspiring, supporting, planning, counting on something to look forward to is healthy for us. And, and up until about the millennial generation, most of us could expect to be better off than our parents were and ex could expect to, to have, have goals that our, our parents could not have had or the generation before us could not have had and can, ex can expect to live into a life that is attractive to us. But what do you do when everything's good? Believe it or not, we just don't, we don't stay happy. We don't. Now, we have, even if we have everything we ever could need or want, there is stuff to aspire to. There are needs that we have. They're just the needs that we ignore because we'd rather not have them. They're the needs of those who come home from military service and cannot get adequate mental health care and end up living on the street and end up having a high rate of suicide. We need to take care of those people in other parts of the world who live in the Horn of Africa and are 45 million people around the planet are facing immediate famine. I mean, there, there are codes for the different level, but there's a famine going on. And it's, some of it is, is in Ethiopia and, and East Africa, but the Horn of Africa, there's famine. 
there's drought in places that have never had drought or that haven't been able to recover from previous droughts. You know about the fires, you know about the hurricanes in the US Southeast, right? I don't know if you know about the, uh, the wind that came through, the cold front that came through Alaska, and, and it was really super windy, I'm told, in Juneau and downtown Juneau, but there are places in the Aleutians where some pretty serious damage could have been done, and to some degree has been done. We need to take care of those places in the Caribbean where the water is rising and basically covering all the places that people live. You can, you can look at the news and see what do we need to care for. You can bring it closer to home if you wanted to. We need to take care of those elders in our community that are isolated and can't get people to come help them because nobody can afford to live in Juneau, so there's nobody here to help them. Did you know that Helping Hands closed? I didn't until Karen pointed it out to me. Closing. Closing. I was also told hospice closed because they can't get staff. I, you know, it, it was funny when I couldn't get a dog groomer because there's no dog grooming in town. But there are people whose needs are not being met. We need to meet those. So that's the, the, the blessed are they. And blessed is an interesting word. Sometimes it's translated happy. Um, blessing, we use, it, we use it in a variety of contexts and, and sometimes it means celebrating. Um, one of the things that we can, can hear in this is that most of us, the times that we have suffered are the times from which we've learned the most. Contentment doesn't teach us as much as what we like to call them challenges. I like to call them challenges. And it's really important not to glorify suffering. We don't wish suffering on anybody, and we're not out looking for suffering. But the fact of the matter is most of us learn more from those times that have been hard. And if we are privileged to spend time around people who have these life experiences that, that, are, that we don't get, people who have lived on the street or people who have lived in a war zone, people who when there are fireworks at Disneyland, their children go and hide. Until we get to hear those stories, we, we, don't, we don't know. So it's that that is a blessing. Whereas self-satisfaction, besides the fact that we get bored with it, when we get bored with, we get complacent, and we also forget who gave it to us. I was really struggling. Satisfied people tend to be less grateful. And that's one of those things that does make a difference in terms of how happy people count themselves. Grateful people count themselves as way happier than people who do not identify themselves as grateful. You know who identifies themselves as grateful? Very often people who are invested in a religious community and are thankful to a God that gave them that which they have. But it comes with a responsibility. 
And the responsibility isn't so that we can become saints. It's because we get called saints that we have that responsibility. Lutheran theology has this, this mystery that we talk about a lot, that we are saints because we're baptized into the sainthood, but we are sinners because, because we're going to sin. Because we did. I mean, I could go into all the reasons we did. And then we try to pretend this one isn't a sin, and this one isn't a sin, and this one isn't a sin. Yeah, yeah, it is. And pretending we don't know is. So we're called to receive that forgiveness. And then because we're saints, be, open our eyes so that we can see the poverty in our own life, both personally and in all those connections that we're responsible to and for because they are part of we. And that's the beauty of love thy neighbor as thyself because we are. We are together, one, when we're in Christ. Let us confess together. We believe in one God, the Father, the Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, of all that is seen and unseen. We believe in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only Son of God, eternally begotten of the Father, God from God, light from light, true God from true God, begotten, not made, of one being with the Father. Through him all things were made. For us and for our salvation, he came down from heaven. By the power of the Holy Spirit, he became incarnate from the Virgin Mary and was made man. For our sake, he was crucified under Pontius Pilate. He suffered death and was buried. On the third day, he rose again in accordance with the scriptures. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead, and his kingdom will have no end. We believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son. With the Father and the Son, he is worshiped and glorified. He has spoken through the prophets. We believe in one holy Catholic and apostolic church. We acknowledge one baptism for the forgiveness of sins. We look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. United with your saints across time and place, we pray for our shared world. Holy One, your church rests on the faithful who come before us. Give bishops, pastors, deacons, and lay leaders the will to carry the church forward and discern your will to the future. Lord, in your mercy. Our prayer. Holy One, the earth is yours and all that dwells within it. Care for places ravaged by natural disasters, quell raging fires, and halt destruction caused by flooding. Shield Alaskans from low temperatures and high winds. Lord, in your mercy, receive our prayer. Holy One, you raise up leaders to guide your people. 
Kindle in them the passion to care for others, a desire to seek the common good, and the courage to love their enemies. Lord, in your mercy, receive our, our prayer. prayer. Holy One, you bless those who are poor, hungry, and reviled. Provide food, housing, and security to all who are vulnerable or in crisis. May those who have more than enough give generously. Lord, in your mercy, receive our prayer. Holy One, hold us in community with one another. Nurture a spirit of abundant hospitality and intentional inclusion among us welcoming the gifts of adults and children, inspire creative visions of our life for our life together. Lord, in your mercy, receive our prayer. Wipe away our tears and comfort us with the promise of everlasting life in you. Lord, in your mercy, receive our prayer. Accept these prayers, gracious God, and those known only to you through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Amen. This is the part of our service where we lift up our gifts to God. We offer ourselves, our time, and our possessions. Members, of course, are encouraged to give our regular tithes and offerings through an assigned number, and we have regular vehicles for doing that. You're invited to go to our website and use PayPal or one of the other donate buttons that we have on the website. You can make a special offering to the RLC on KINY ministry, which helps keep this on the air, or to the RLC food pantry, or to Juno Live, which helps with community outreach. You're also more than welcome to come by in person or make a food donation. We Encourage people also to be involved with the community and appreciate volunteers. All of these things are gathered together in song and prayer. Blessed are you, maker of all things, as you have entrusted us with all that you have created. Now gather our gifts, nourish us with this sacrament, and send us to those who hunger and thirst for the sake of Jesus Christ, our Savior. Amen. Amen. Lord, remember us in your kingdom and teach us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Let us announce together the mission of Resurrection and Lutheran Church is to promote spiritual growth in Christ and service to all people. The God of peace, who creates all things and calls them good, who makes us alive in Jesus Christ, and who breathes on us the spirit of hope, bless you now and forever. Amen.
blessing to the world. Thanks be to God. It's been an abridged worship service of Resurrection Lutheran Church. You are welcome to join us for worship in person on Sunday mornings at 9.30. We are located at 740 West 10th Street in downtown Juneau. Our phone number is 586-2380. More information about our location, parking lot, current COVID policy, and other contact information is available on our website at rlcjuno.org. The website is also the best way to learn about what events are happening with the community outreach ministry, Juno Live. With a vital food pantry, bell choir, quilting group, Bible study, and others, there may be a ministry here just for you. Come and see.